Okay. All right. All right, man. Thank you. Welcome. This is jazz, just the way we like it. My name is Alfonso Severos, and this is my weekly jazz podcast, recorded live at Brick Arts in downtown Brooklyn, the People's Republic of Brooklyn. We play those classic jazz songs of the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, and every now and then, some of the modern stuff. We also discuss politics and social issues. We play those songs that I listened to as a young man, and here I am now playing them for your pleasure. And to introduce a younger generation to that fabulous art form known as jazz. I'm in the studio with my good friend, co-host, and friend for over 60 years, Lawrence Williams. Hey, Larry, how you doing? All right, what's up, Al? How are you, man? I'm good, brother, good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, bro. Yeah, 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 man. Another podcast, another day. Life moves on, man. All right, man. Uh, Folks, you know, we always start our podcast off with a song that somehow addresses some of the issues of social justice because this is an important thing to keep in the forefront. And uh, today, we're going to play a pretty modern song by a man that I was recently introduced to and his work, Gregory Porter. And I love the title. It says, Take Me to the Alley. So sit back, enjoy Gregory Porter, Take Me to the Alley. And this is Take Me to the Alley, One Mic, One Take. somehow lost their way 
Let them hear me say I am your friend Come to my table Rest here in my garden You Take me to the alley Take me to the afflicted ones Take me to the lonely ones That somehow lost their way Let them hear me say, oh, I am your friend. Come to my table, rest here in my garden. You will have a part.
rest here Lonely one, hungry one Tired one Rest here in my garden Whoa That's Gregory Porter, Take Me to the Alley, from a 2016 recording. That's a song that speaks to compassion and mercy. Uh, And he has a fabulous voice, Larry. Yes, that was wonderful, man. It was just uh, just great listening to him. It's just like very, very soothing and very relaxing for me anyway. Yeah, it, you know, it was, and I'm always favoring those ballads that has a social message, and that definitely does. All right, folks, man, let's get to some jazz, but before we get to some jazz, um, lots been going on, a lot, and uh, probably maybe today, today is, what date is today, Larry? It's Thursday the 21st? 22nd, I believe. The 22nd. And there's a good poss- possibility that coming before the Supreme Court today will be a decision on affirmative action. And uh, it can go either way. This idea of race-based preference. Uh, the court will either gut this or extend it. It's brought by a lawsuit with students from Harvard and University of North Carolina. Uh, it's unpredictable, folks, because we thought the courts a few weeks ago would have gutted the Voter Rights Act. And they turned around and affirmed it, which has major significance for local elections and the upcoming 2024 election national. Uh, so... And some of the commentaries said that Roberts leaned on at least one of the justices to claim to change his opinion because Roberts beginning to that Roberts being the chief justice concerned about how history will treat him and what would be his legacy. So we'll see on this uh, a uh, affirmative action uh, this court base. A decision should be today, and uh, it's 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 going to have major implications. You know, should we take into consideration race, gender, sexuality, nationality, uh, in employment and education, and not necessarily to give preference but to correct a historical wrong and also to create a diverse playing field to include underrepresented groups of people. Larry, what do you think? Well, I, you know, like, like you said, it's uh, the idea behind it is to uh, get the underrepresented groups uh, to be represented. And in the process of that, um, 
one of the things that happens is that other um, it depends on how they structure it. I think I think it really depends on how they structure it, what which way it goes. Um, uh, but it's this, it, the disadvantage is that it does not work for everyone. That that's that was my point. It doesn't work for everyone. Uh, the, that's the reason why Asians Americans are <clears throat> are taking part in this uh, uh, the Harvard. Uh, lawsuit, uh, they feel that it, it it hurts them. It feels that it it, yeah. it hurts them in terms of of them getting into this particular school. Everything is based on the the, the Constitution, so they are saying that by giving preference to underrepresented, you are violating the Fourteenth Amendment of the Constitution, and the Fourteenth, which provides for. Uh, uh, the 14th Amendment is equal protection clause. Yeah. Uh, and so there's different, and then the thing about this amendment is that it's written in such a way that it can be interpreted different ways by different generations. All right? Um, and so they're saying that that's what it does. This is it's violating the uh, equal protection clause of the United States of the Constitution, and and the argument against that is that you know it, it doesn't necessarily violates the equal protection. It's trying to bring in uh, conclusion, uh, but we'll see which way they go. Yeah, you know I'll, the thing about the affirmative act is supposed to promote uh, equality. Provides equal opportunities and supposed to reduce discrimination, but the disadvantage about it is that it doesn't eliminate discrimination. It doesn't, you know, it's it's not a cure all, uh, yeah. and I don't think it has to be a cure all. Uh, I think we have to focus on which way we're going to go. Are we going to try to right the wrongs that have been done in the past, or are we going to continue to do what we've done in the past? which is to uh, not recognize wrongs that we've done in the past, which is, t- is typical of, mm-hmm. of our society so far. Uh, they will not acknowledge um, uh, restitution. They've, you know, something that's... Yeah. The states are dealing with it. Some of the states, some counties are dealing with it. But the U.S. federal government is not mm-hmm. and will not because then they admit that they did something wrong. Yeah. yeah. Does, does, you know, it raises some other questions. Does the university have a right to set the criteria for its admission policies? And can it use, it doesn't have to necessarily be an admission policy that's solely based on academic grades or test scores. So if, if a university says, no, we want to include these 10 factors, is that the university's uh, privilege. I think it. I think it's it's it, it is their privilege, but if it goes against the Constitution, the government has a right to step in and say, "No, right. you can't do this." And that's exactly the case being brought against the yeah. uh, the yeah. Uh, by yeah. the students I, is that I, I, it, it I, I, violates I, the equal protection. Yeah. But then you, can you use the same argument 
by a university that says we give preference to students whose parents graduated from this institution? No, I mean that's the same thing. I mean, <laughs> but they do. Yeah, they do. They do that, and, and nobody's probably challenged that, and and maybe that they should, uh, but they are challenging. You know, this other uh, thing in terms because of race because it's based on race. Because it's based on race, and yeah. this country is just will not admit what's going on with race. Yeah, I hear you, brother. They do not want to acknowledge what's going on with yeah, race. I know, and they need to. Yeah, like uh, what's his name? Who? What's his name? Said, Cornell West said, race matters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, yeah. Larry, I hear you, man. Let's yeah. let's see. They should have a vote today. All right, folks. Hopefully, that vote will go in favor, um, whatever your opinion may be. Uh, I know which way I'm leaning. Uh, let's get some music, man. You know, let's step back in time. Uh, to uh, to a man that's well recognized by everyone as one of the uh, geniuses in jazz, Duke Ellington, Duke Ellington, and here's a piece that you don't hear much with D- Duke Ellington, his band, and Vivian Anderson, and this is a recording in 1935 called Chucking. Sit back and enjoy. <laughs> It didn't take long before the hi-hats were doing it, Paul Gavin doing it all over town. You'd see them scuffling, shuffling, trucking along. It spread like forest blaze, became a craze, and thanks to Harlem now, everybody's trucking. Thank you. 
1935. That's <laughs> Duke Ellington, Vivian Anderson, and the 1935 piece Chucking. She said they were chucking to Harlem in 1935. And guess what, folks? Some folks are still chucking to Harlem today. Yeah, that's <laughs> indeed, buddy. <laughs> and that's Duke Ellington and his orchestra. Yeah. I said band, but let me correct myself, Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, in the 30s, man, in the 20s, jazz was done with, you know, orchestras. And Duke had a fabulous orchestra. Yeah, man. That's, uh, it's beautiful, like, the way that the, that, that sound that comes across. Yeah, Oh, man. my God. Yeah. Yeah. Make you jump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was Duke Ellington. We took a little trip back. But if, if we're going to go back, man, let's go to some music that have our true roots in this country. And no matter how we look at it, our true roots deal with spirituals. And uh, we got all kinds of spirituals. Uh, and spirituals were not only religious songs, they were songs that carried messages. It was a way of communicating, and especially during slavery, man. You know, wade in the water was coded for slaves to run by the water so dogs couldn't put pick up their scent. You know, and Swing Low, Sweet Chariot was about uh, Harriet Tubman coming around. Uh, and uh, Follow the Drinking Goal is another one, man. And it, and it lays out a whole method of, of running from Alabama to cross the Ohio River. And it tells you what time of the year to run. And uh, I mean, it was it, the Underground Railroad and the legends of Peg Lake Bates. Uh, no, Peg Lake, was it Peg Lake? Yeah, Peg Lake Bates, I believe it was. Yeah. And uh, all these. And a lot of historians, historians, especially Caucasian historians, won't accept a lot of this because nothing was written down. Yeah, it yeah. was passed down verbally. Yeah. And the most amazing thing about all of this, it went under the noses of white folks and plantation owners, and they never knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it was. The, uh, I recently went to uh, uh, the Brooklyn Museum, yeah. and it was an art exhibition uh, with uh, black artists. And there was this one painting, and I forget the name of the artist, uh, not a painting, but a picture of a bright star. And I was saying, mm -hmm. like, why? The drinking what is, goal. What a, North Star, yeah. Yeah, the North Star. Yeah, follow, uh, follow the follow drinking North, goal. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, you know, that's the Big Dipper. Yeah, yeah. And the North, but the star, the brightest star above it. Is the North Star. Is so the North star. if you can identify the Dipper, you can find the North Star. Yeah. So there's a whole astrology lesson. Yeah, in yeah, that, yeah, 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 you know, exactly. Fo follow the drinking goal. And the funny part about it is that I didn't recognize what the picture represented, but I was with a Caucasian friend of mine who knew. Who knew? And yeah. so I said, "Why?" Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah. knew, but he's That's an artist the, also. That's spiritual. Yeah, he, he's an he was an he's an artist also. Yeah. So he knew what yeah. what it was. Yeah. And I I and I mean if you get a chance to look. It's a great exhibition. Yeah, if you get a chance to go, it's good to see. All right, yeah. Uh, here's a, a piece with uh, Emmett Cohen and Alfonso Horn. I like that name, by the way. Anyway, uh, Alfonso <laughs> Horn is a jazz trumpet player. These folks out of New Orleans, 
And the Gotham Kings is the name of the group. Now, that's a serious name, folks. <laughs> that sounds like something from the 60s, those folks who were doing the old bebop thing. <laughs> but the Gotham Things, Kings is the name of the jazz group. And they're going to do When the Saints Come Marching In. Now, you ain't heard it like this. So uh, sit back and enjoy this one. When the Saints...
<laughs> That's uh, when the Saints go marching in the Gotham Kings with uh, Emmett Cohen on piano and Alfonso Horn on trumpet. Larry, man, how you like that little New Orleans style there, brother? Oh, man, I've never heard uh, when the Saints go marching and uh, done that way. Uh, Ron and I used to be in the band in junior high school, 33, and we used to play. That was one of our favorite, not favorite songs, but one of the songs that we used to play all the time. But, man, I have never heard it that way. I've never played it that way. And, man, that is a great rendition of, of when the Saints go marching in. I hear Man. you, brother. I, I know you never played it like that way, but uh. oh well, you don't have to assume it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the the um, the piano player, Emmett uh, Cohen. Hey, man, he was smoking on that piano. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kept yeah, that though. rhythm going. Yeah. And yeah. Alfonso Horn and his group, man, he can play that trumpet, man. Yeah. Although, I mean, all the instruments were, were right on time. And like I said, it was an improvised and improvisation of when the Saints go marching in. Yeah. It is never, I've ne like I said, I've never heard it played like that. Yeah. I've never heard it done like that. I mean, like, yeah. even in the church, because uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a song that's sung in the, in the Pentecostal church. They will sing that song. Yeah, yeah, you know. uh, other, other churches too. But uh, that, that song has its, its, its roots in African-American history. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's part of the foundation of jazz. Yeah. And uh, they just brought it back with a, New twist. Yes. <laughs> a new twist. I like that. All right, man. You know, uh, talking about some songs that got you your knee jumping. Uh, here's another one, man. And I know you know this cat, Cannonball Adley. And uh, it was a song that when it came out, man, everybody was playing and singing it. Cannonball Adley. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Sometimes we're not prepared for adversity. When it happens, sometimes we're caught short. We don't know exactly how to handle it when it comes up. Sometimes we don't know just what to do when adversity takes over. <laughs> and uh, I have advice for all of us. I got it from our pianist, Joe Zabinu, who wrote this tune. And it sounds like what you're supposed to say when you have that kind of problem. It's called mercy, mercy, mercy.
Cannonball Adley Quintet, Mercy, 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 recorded in 1966, with Cannonball Adley on alto sax, his brother Nat Adley on cornet, Joe Zawinul on acoustic and electric piano, Victor Gashkin on bass, and Roy McCrude on the drums. What a song, man. Yes, it is. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Cannonball was doing his thing back then, man. He was really doing his thing. Um... And, you know, like, it had, like, a spiritual element to it uh, once again, you know. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, him and Joe Zabinu and and that, man, they they really played a lot yeah, of good music man. together. And it was, you know, about the time that, uh, this was about the time that the electric piano or the Moog synthesizer was starting to come in prominent. And there were certain people that were excellent with the electric piano, and Joe Avenue was one of those. Yeah, and that song came about in the right time because in 1966, man, a lot of people needed some mercy because heavy stuff was going down. Oh, yes, oh, yes. So everybody related to that, man. Yeah. You know, uh, and if you couldn't get no mercy, you may end up doing what this next composer, master musician, wrote about or played about. Charlie Mingus on a piece called Moaning. No mercy, I guess you got to go to Moaning. Here's Charles Mingus with his group, his orchestra on Moaning. Thank you. 
with the now I did not expect that folks sorry about that
That's Charlie Mingus on a, a, a 1993 recording, Moaning, Moaning, what an arrangement. And that featured Ronnie uh, Cuba on that baritone sax. Man, you can listen to that uh, version of Moaning and compare it to Art Blakely's version of Moaning. How you like that piece, Larry? Oh, I, I really liked it. Uh, Charlie was like uh, playing that bass like for the rhythm section. I mean, like he was more prominent uh, than typical uh, um, pieces where the drummer is maintaining the beat. If he listened to the whole thing, it was like the only time that he stopped playing was when uh, uh, the uh, the baritone sax had its solo. Otherwise, he was doom, 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 doom. I mean, it was just going, he was just, he was working hard on that piece. I just heard him so prominent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on, usually, I can hear the drummer. I heard the drummer, but not as not as uh, uh, prominent as as, as uh, Charlie was. Yeah, Charlie Mingus, man, is famous for uh, getting all his musicians a piece of the action. They all get a little slight solo in there that they yeah. can uh, highlight. Um, but it's an it's an um, an amazing arrangement, amazing arrangement. I and I that was uh, from one of his albums in 1993. His other album, uh, uh, The Clown, and John Coltrane's My Favorite Thing, and Miles Davis' So What are the three albums that you know jazz historians credited with ushering the modern jazz era. Really taught, really laid the foundation from that transition to bebop to modern jazz. Yeah, because in this piece, it seemed like there was one point at which he had like three different things going on at the yeah, same time. Yeah, he, 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 you he know, there was there was like three. There was a separate thing going on over here. There was something going on over there. But they fit, and it all fit together. One was like talking yeah. to one, saying yeah, something. Yeah, the other yeah. was replying. Man, yeah. that was just yeah, a beautiful piece of music. He's known for that, oh, man. Oh my God, that that, that yeah. I mean, you just gotta listen. Yeah, yeah. Mingus <laughs> is one you gotta, you know. He he is a, a master composer and arranger. Yep. Uh, folks, last uh, a week ago was a Father's Day, and you know, and let me give out a little shout out to all the fathers. Uh, uh, listening, and uh, this song is for you, Hara Silver, and you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> song for my father. <laughs>
Horace Silver, song from my father, recorded in 1964. That was Horace Silver on piano, uh, Carmel Jones on trumpet, Joe Henderson on tenor sax, Teddy Smith on bass, and Roger Humphreys on the drums. Man, 1964 song for my father. That was another popular song, Larry. Very, very much so. It was a classic, man, in my mind. Um, yeah, it was classic. just the way, the way that uh, Horace played that. It just, it's just wonderful. I just yeah. remember like going to parties, maybe sometimes listening to that as well. Yeah. You know, leaving from somebody's house before we go on. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know that that uh, at some funerals they play that when yeah. someone's father passed away. They, yeah, uh, they would play the Horace Silver piece, man. Yeah, as yeah, a, as a Going away song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's a heavy, heavy song, heavy tribute. And we all got fathers, no matter what the relationship, well, we all had fathers, no yes. matter what the relationship was. Horace Silver, man. Hey, man, uh, we got time for one more piece, man. And let's bring out some young folks. Esperanza Spaulding. And uh, here's a piece. Oh, and she can sing, man. She can sing, and she can play that bass, and she's just so multi-talented. Uh, here's a piece called Jazz Ain't Nothing But Soul. jazz singer it's true but it's not maybe um what you might be expecting like we're not gonna go scooby dooby 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 scoop booby scoop scooby scoop 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 no that's the only time because the rest of it is a lot more like la 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 Saxophones and rhythm making 
saxophones, rhythm making love. People wearing fancy clothes. It's the voice of my people. It's the voice of my people. For me, this is all the truth to be found. Never mind who's putting it down. Esperanza Spaulding, Jazz Ain't Nothing But Some Soul. How you like that piece of that? That was beautiful, man. I love the way she plays, man. And she has a voice, too, to go along with it. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, she... there, was one point that, uh, there was one point in the song where I heard a little bit of Ella uh, in the, just that, that one note. It was just one note that I heard Ella there. So, like, she's taken from the past and 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 brought it to what is what is today. I love that. I love the fact that that jazz it's organic and 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 can grow. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey man, we played some good musicians. You know, new folks like her and Gregory Porter. You know, and uh, Alfonso Horn and some traditional and old yeah, folks of course, like Alfonso. <laughs> yeah, well, what can I say? <laughs> you know, Charlie Mingus, Horace <laughs> Silver, man. It was a good show, man. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, good podcast, Larry, man. We played some good jazz, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Larry, it's been great having you here, man. Great being here, Fonz. Yeah, we won't we don't meet next week because the podcast studio will not be available but in uh, two weeks, we should be able to get together the first week of July. And uh, for everybody out there, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And until the next time, and as always, peace and love. Such a funny thing, but every time you're near me, I never can be you give me a smile and then I'm wrapped up in your magic There's music all around me, crazy music Music that keeps calling me so very close to you Turns me your slave Come and do with me any little thing you want to Anything baby just let me get next to you Am I insane or do I really see heaven in your eyes? Bright as stars that shine up above you in the clear blue skies How I worry about you, just can't live my life without you Baby, come here, don't have no fear Oh, is there a wonder why I'm really feeling in the mood for love So tell me why, stop to think about this weather, my dear this little dream might fade away There I go a-talking out of my head again Oh baby, won't you come and put our two hearts together That would make me strong and breathe Ooh, when we are one I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid If there's a cloud up above us Go on and let it rain I'm sure our love together will endure a hurricane Oh, my baby, won't you please let me love you And give me relief from this awful misery
anymore, not like before. Don't you understand me? Now, baby, please put yourself together. Do it soon. My soul's on fire. Come on and take me. I'll be what you make me, my darling, my dear. Oh, baby, you make me feel so good. Let me take you by the Let us visit out there in that new promised land. Maybe there we can find a good place to use a loving state of mind. I'm so tired of being without and never knowing what love's about. James Woody, you can come on in, man, and you can blow now if you want to. We're through.